0: Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Joining us in the line now to discuss show jumping, this show jumping sport rather, and how to make it more inclusive to promote its growth. Nicola saim Riley, show jumping rider and head of the development arm for South African show jumping. Nicola, a very good afternoon to you. Thanks for taking the time to join us and I sincerely hope I got your surname correct. Wow, I'm
1: impressed. <laughs> You are it is and it is Syme, well pronounced.
0: Okay, so it is Nicola Syme Riley, but for uh, discussion purposes, it's Nicola. Nicola, once again, thanks for joining us and taking the time to chat to us about uh, the sport of show jumping. I certainly have very fond memories of going to shows and watching those equestrian stunts, if I can put it to you that way, or should I say maneuvers and what have you, happening at uh, shows and the showpieces. Wow. Well. Okay, it's not for me to talk about. Um, Let's start the conversation by asking, is there some sort of decline in this activity as of late?
1: We have found a a small decline. Mm -hmm. Um, I think with the economy at the moment, obviously people taking a step back. But in saying that, we've actually also had an incline. There's been a lot of people that are coming into the sport that have never heard about it and they're trying it out. So it's also great.
0: Okay, so um, I, I, sh- I can imagine previously disadvantaged communities, as a target market, uh, uh, as an example, and uh, schoolgoers, for for that matter, are taking more of an avid interest in this. And of course, you you, uh, you do promote these kind of programs and initiatives behind the scenes.
1: Totally. So what there is available at the moment and when we were kids it started but it wasn't as big as it is now mm-hmm. is they've got Sama which is a school league and the kids go to the school shows and mm-hmm. they participate in those shows and then they end up going through to regional and then uh, national teams so they get their school right. colors they get their curllini or uh, their national colors so to speak right and yeah it's been a really it's been a really great for the sport that the school that become so involved. Okay. You know, the other thing is that they don't have to have their own ponies or horses, so okay. they, can, they can actually get involved through riding school trying to help Promote it and uh, develop more of the kids because you know the youth is our mm-hmm. future, and without the youth, we have nothing.
0: Indeed. So, Nicola, I just want to be clear: where are you based, and where do you um, where do you operate from, and uh, wh- where's your your focus at the moment? With what particular area are you focusing at the moment, and how do you intend to expand that?
1: I'm in the East Rand. Right. I live in Sony I've got a stable yard in Bononi, which I run a riding school, which, again, starts developing the kids from grassroots, getting started, okay. obviously. You know, some of them, they just want to come and walk and pass the pony. We've had kids even as old as two mm-hmm. coming and walking around on a horse and having a little pet and a cuddle. <laughs> and you then, imagine? you know, they go, they, some of them go up the grades and, and eventually buy their own ponies and horses and develop up the grades into top juniors and top adult riders. Right. But at this point in time, my focus is to try and get more of those grassroots involved right. in the
0: sport. Okay, Nicola, is this regarded as an expensive sport? I'm sure many many of my my listeners, our listeners rather, <laughs> my listeners, our listeners would like to know. You know, expenses regarding this because you know when you speak of dealing with horses and what kind. It, it looks a kind of like an exclusive. Type of activity, but as you say, it's opening up now. So, what are we looking at?
1: So, in the past, it's always been—I think it's always been regarded as a probably a white to sport.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: more so nowadays, it's, it's a lot less and less, and it is becoming more inclusive. So, it is an expensive sport. There, you know, we're dealing with large animals that cost a lot to feed. I mean, Indeed. obviously you know, even with even with us in our own household, it costs a lot to feed. <laughs> well,
0: there you go, so right.
1: Horses eat, you know, quite a substantial amount of grain and grass. Mm, mm. They get housed. They have to live on shavings, which is, you know, wood chips that they get shaved off um, pine trees or whatever. So sometimes you just get off from places or you actually have to purchase good quality shavings. And you've got staff that have to look after the horses and brush them and feed them and, you know, their general welfare has to get taken
0: into account. Yeah, I, can, I can well imagine, coupled with the fact that also uh, you probably have a specific um, breeds of horses. Look, I'm no expert there, but we talk about uh, Arab stallions and mustangs and palominos and things like that. I'm just giving that as an example. I'm sure also yeah. the type of breed counts here uh, regarding its upkeep. Yes, yeah, so to go back to
1: expenses, again, People that own their own horses, obviously it's expensive because, again, you've got all the upkeep, but you've got silly things like shoes. You know, when you cut your nails, you have to cut your nails every three to, well, weeks. week. Once. right. For horses, we have to do it every five to six weeks, so there's that cost. But if you go back to developing, there's, the people don't have to purchase a horse to start. Sure. You know, if you go and find a good quality riding school, that's got accredited coaches, that can teach you the right way from the beginning. You know, they can start off baiting a horse, which means they pay a little bit towards the horse, and then they have the access to come and ride the horse more often, go to shows or, you know, whatever suits their their fancy, so to speak. So uh, just it's an amazing outing for the kids. an amazing outing for the parents, just to actually have the kids. Outdoors and, right. you know, having a, building up relationships with ponies, with other kids, with adults, with coaches. It's right. All around, it's just such an amazing sport. And it's, it's really, I always say, it teaches kids life lessons. So what they learn from riding horses and dealing with the wins and the losers. You know, you, you lose more than you win. And it just teaches you just so much about life.
0: Indeed, Nicola. Nicola, again, I would just wish we could, we had, we had a bit more time to just unpack the issue a little bit. We've just about run out of time. Uh, yeah. Uh, thank you so much for joining us and just to give us some background as to uh, where you want to take the sport, how you want to escalate it, how you want to introduce it to other communities and of course to uh, other sectors of society to at least bringing the, the sport to a fore and not, and uh, dispel that illusion of it being such an executive and, and exclusive Nicola Syme Riley, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Nicola is a show jumping rider and head of the development arm for South African show jumping.